Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, welcome back to Beyond Sunday with Randy, Dr. Doctor. Uh, Randy, here's, I'm going to poke at you a little bit to get started. Uh, how was your 4th of July weekend? Oh, it was incredible. Any um, any fireworks? Yes. Where? Off the deck. Oh, the Marietta ones? Yeah, could we, you could, see, see we could see the Marietta ones. Michelle said, 9.15, we're going out on the deck. We went out on the deck, and sure enough, could see them. But in the horizon, mm-hmm. there were like we could see five, at least five other sets of fireworks going off around the region from that from that vantage point. So That's I don't cool. know whether it's Hershey, E-Town, across the river, uh I don't know what it was, but it was really interesting to see. Plus, in our own neighborhood. Yeah, that's nice. I was actually uh, we were down at Community in their lawn yeah. watching the oh, fireworks. Yeah. There it was a great view. Yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Um, but we, uh, well, actually, one time I was flying back in. I think it was from on a missions trip into Philly on the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and you could see fireworks in all of these random oh, little yeah. towns, and it was cool to just to see them all going off at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. But anyway, I didn't poke at you yet. I was just thinking how exciting that would be to see fireworks compared to like a satellite streaming across the sky because that, that was, was a highlight for that you. That was one of the most incredible experiences <laughs> ever. I know you don't believe it. Trust me on this. That was a cool event. So the neighborhood gathered. If you don't remember, uh, I, Rich and I just could not get over the fact that one Sunday morning, <laughs> he says it was one of the greatest Greatest things ever. One of the most exciting things I've ever seen. This satellite going across the sky. And you all know, they say, if you look at this time, so Randy goes out. It wasn't just us. It was (laughs) me, Michelle, neighbors. And we could see it. It was, it was, and all we did was like. I mean, Calvary Bible, can you imagine the thrill of being with Randy, watching a satellite stream across the sky? I mean, just gives me chills. For you theology readers, it was the experience of it that I will remember for a lifetime. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. That's good stuff. That, um, that was it. Done? That was it. All right. So let's get into Psalm 58 here. Um, first, actually, let me give give you guys a hard time. Here's my question sheet for today. It's blank. <laughs> Randy would call you a blankhead. I would not. I said to him earlier, I don't blame you. That was a very difficult psalm to try to uh, to follow up with practical Christian living type stuff. Uh, we'll try to help you with that in a minute, but I understand that. And um, Plus, I, I just want to say, too, I'm, yeah. I'm failing every every weekend. I put that, uh, thanks to Michelle, we put that first slide up, yeah. first point with a little address yeah and i'm i keep telling myself say something about it yeah but in the moment i forget every yeah. time yeah it's three weeks in a row I've i'll try it. and say something at some point during the announcements too but let me say it now you can email your questions to podcast at cbcmj.com we'll get them we we'd like them by monday morning we sometimes shoot this that early but usually it's on a tuesday at least right now um And if you're on your phone in the service, I'm going to assume you're just emailing a question. (laughs) That's right. Okay. That's, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. Yes, I won't, but he will. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we will take your questions, but I actually was, the questions were firing off in my mind. So um, I wrote some down as we were going through. Um, But first, before we dive into some of these questions, let me just kind of sum up and recap the 
um, recap the sermon. So we were in Psalm 58, and here was my, if I was going to sum everything up really quickly, here's how I would say uh, it, it went. Um, so there is wickedness in the heart of man, including ourselves, and God's people should be so passionate and zealous about stopping it, the wickedness, that we pray a curse against the wickedness and the wicked people. So that that's was my summary. that was yeah. my takeaway. Yeah, that's a good summary. Um, which is, like you said, it's it's it sounds contradictory to the way we normally think. It doesn't come naturally mm-hmm. to us. Um, I'm not often praying curses on people um, or wishing mm-hmm. ill things against them, but that was that was kind of the tenor of Psalm 58. So mm-hmm. um, that's an imprecatory psalm. Mm-hmm. Right and yeah, it is. define imprecatory one more time for me. Yeah, just uh, let me say though too, a very good summary is just remember we're not the ones praying, we're not cursing the wickedness. We are invoking to get to the definition. Mm-hmm. We're invoking the God, the God, uh, amongst by the way the gods of verse one, which we'll get to if if we don't. Uh, I want to, but mm-hmm. so uh, invoking, you imagine invoking a deity, invoking our God to inflict harm or a curse on a person. Yeah. is a, That's an imprecation, an imprecation, invoking a curse or harm, uh, invoking a God to inflict pain or harm or curse onto another person. Yeah. Yep. Right. I'm not, I'm not breaking anyone's teeth. I'm asking God to please, break their teeth. Please, God, stop the wickedness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Imprecatory. Yeah. How many of these imprecatory psalms are there? If I if I counted right, I think I think this was one of seven. And uh, is it in a section? Are we coming no, into? Okay, so they're kind no, of scattered throughout. Are. Yeah. And All we've right. covered. I think we've covered a couple of them before, but I made no attempt to try to uh, rationalize that this case when i got to verse six it just seemed very violent and so there there may be some other ones like that coming up but um, at least we gave it a shot yeah okay good no uh, i do want to get to the gods and so one of my first questions just for some background to the 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 context of the, the psalm the history of it Um, Verse 1 reads, Do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? So who who are the gods of the ancient world? So um, the gods of the ancient world, though, encompass, uh, I'm going to do it this way, the gods of Scripture that are are listed like this with small g's. Mm -hmm. It encompasses both uh, powerful human rulers, but also we would normally think of them as powerful angels. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's quite enough, but it's it's sufficient. It's sufficient for our purposes to know that these gods are uh, powerful beings, both on earth and also in the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. Primarily, in this case, we know that they are human uh, human rulers on earth because they're because of these statements about how they're judging the children of, of man uprightly. So even in that, in the contrast, can, can I just yeah. say quickly that, yeah. that the reason why this is important for beyond Sunday is because, uh, you know, we started, uh, you know, we start the week and we're dealing with a, uh, we're dealing with a supernatural, uh, war battle. So to remember 
uh, throughout the week that this is this is what we're up against. Um, supernatural beings, yes, but also uh, wickedness in the form of uh, people on earth who have tremendous power to make life miserable, literally, for believers. And that's why I went down that trail okay. of, you know, the voice of the martyrs and um, uh, all the way down through into the Old Testament. So it is important uh, early on in this psalm to realize that what we're dealing with is we're dealing with powers that are greater than us, which is why I wanted to quote a little bit from Ephesians 6, which we all understand, you know, mm-hmm. we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but, yep. and everything that follows that is a supernatural power, which would come under the uh, umbrella of this term, the gods. And so in our Christian life, remember that the reason why we're praying to God regularly is because we need his help in a fight that is larger than us, more powerful than us. We cannot win this without him. So yeah. it's, a, it's a big part of living the Christian life. Yeah, and that's helpful. So when, like when I see the word gods, I'm not thinking human rulers. I'm thinking like the Babylonian gods. You know, if you're familiar with some of those like Greek and, you know, beyond Rome, beyond that period of history, you know. Marduk, I think, is one of them. Tiamat. Oh yeah, all of the. But that's not the, the what you're saying. This is referring to not primarily. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, take a look at your translations too, uh, folks. If you're looking at it again, mm-hmm. and, and one of the translations uses "mighty ones," which is very vague, but it is capturing this Hebrew. Uh, it, it's it. We're talking about powerful men, and if you wanted to do some correlating, if you wanted to get a sense of why is society the way it is right now. And how can you make sense of the moral battles that are going on, for instance? Let's put it that way, because a lot of you think in those terms. Think about Genesis 6. Remember in Genesis 6, right before the flood, you've got the the sons of God Mm -hmm. uh, see the daughters of men, that they're beautiful. And so they marry these. And then all of a sudden you have these, the Nephilim that are on the earth. And the wickedness is so great. You remember that text? Mm -hmm. It's it's very, very similar. Once again, you've got... uh, You've got tyrannical rule on earth, which uh, in my uh, uh, one of my uh, professors and colleagues, uh, Mark Meyer, as he likens that to gangs, to these are powerful gangs that mm. were, were overtaking that section of the earth. And it got so bad at that point. Remember that God has to judge the earth with a flood. So we believe that there was this uh, demonic influence working with powerful human beings yeah. that's very similar to why I, I i believe that's why it's worded this way you gods okay can i just make one other comment if you'll notice in line a to line b line b do you judge the children of man uprightly so you'll notice the the most the most stark contrast between the powerful in line a and then the way it's worded children of man the people with the least amount of power so you've got a mismatch You've got okay. a mismatch in line A and B. And I didn't probably make much of that at all, maybe on Sunday. So yeah. just remember the fight that we're in. Uh, you're living the Christian life. We're living the Christian life in a huge spiritual battle. Yeah. No, that's actually helpful, uh, I think, for application purposes. Um, because in a scientific day and age, when, when you read, uh, do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? we don't have the same understanding of how the world functions and works like they did in the ancient near East, that time period in history. Um, so for us, it's like, well, you know, these gods, we know they don't exist. Yeah. You know, we're not calling on the rain gods. We're not relying on them to have yeah. mercy on us yeah. each and every year or yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but the powerful rulers. So the word, I'm assuming that's not, do you remember the Hebrew word Elohim or what? No, it's close. Is it? It's Elam. 
Okay. Amen. Which is, that's why it's translated this way. It's, uh, it's not that it's, it's super precise. It's just that it has the connotations of a superpower. Yeah. Okay. I think for those purposes, that's good. Um, all right. So as far as here, this is the question that was just ringing in my mind and I was trying to process it, you know, on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But the question is, what does it look like to pray and to practice the strong hatred of these verses balanced with some of the New Testament verses that you mentioned to love your enemies and to do not curse those ones we talked about. So good question. How, how do we do that? Okay. So uh, I, I know I mentioned this a lot, but if you're praying the disciples prayer every day, you're already praying the imprecation. Yeah. Your kingdom come, your, your will be done is an imprecatory prayer. It's an, it's an imprecatory segment of a of a, a much broader prayer. It's a little so, more subtle, though. It is subtle. There's no breaking so, of teeth in that so, one. There isn't, but it it is saying to God, "We want your rule to come." Yeah. Inevitably, that means the the, the um, I want to say the stopping of the end of any opposition to His rule. So, but I, I appreciate what what you're saying about the balance. Yeah. So, um, so how about this? I pray in the morning and I say, God, I want your kingdom to come. And I am processing now. I know that that means at some point, Lord, you have to stop the wickedness. Mm-hmm. Stop the wickedness. When I see it in the paper, when I hear it on the news, watch it on the news, stop the wickedness, Lord. Stop wicked people from ruining life. Mm-hmm. That's my. That can be my prayer. Yeah. But what about also saying to God, please help me to love my neighbor? Which is one of the big two. I mean, love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. I mean, those are the big mm-hmm. ones. So why? Why? Uh, I, I'm just. I'm just saying off the cuff here. Mm-hmm. I would try to pray two things at the same time. God, do your part. Bring this tyrannical rule to it. stop the chaos. However you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm on a mission today to represent you well, which means yeah. I have to love my neighbor as myself, and some of those neighbors are not, they're not yours yet. So I, I would try balancing those two things. My purpose today is whoever I come into contact with, it's not to curse them, it's to love them and let God deal with them any way he wants. That would be my sort of a balance. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the way I would balance it out. I got a mission today, Lord. How can I love my neighbor today? Yeah, so let's say your neighbor is your enemy someone who mm-hmm. is working against God's will yeah. blatantly. Yeah. You you invite them over for dinner and then when they leave punch them in the mouth. No, break you, teeth. no, you you ask, you pray to God and say, God, knock them out. If you if that if that's the way I, you want to do I it. I would say, God, have mercy on this neighbor so that you don't have to break their teeth. Because I know if they don't turn to you before it's too late. But that's not what David said. He didn't well, say have but mercy the only, on them. But it's not the only prayer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. remember, right. so, you know, we're, so we're break taking, their teeth, but don't if you don't have to. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Paul, uh, again, read, and I appreciate what you're trying to do. Yeah. Psalm 58 is being, Psalm 58 is read in the canon. Mm-hmm. So you've got an entire scripture that's filled with other ways in which we pray and deal mm-hmm. with people. And so... I think that that's exactly what you're doing. As a matter of fact, you have no alternative. 
If I ask you, what, what would be your alternative? You either, either God stops the chaos uh, by force or he slowly but surely turns people from enemies to his friends. Mm-hmm. And I want him to do that. Yeah. I don't want my neighbor to be judged no. according to this. Uh-uh. So, and I do appreciate what you're doing with, you know, the, how do you, how do you balance that out? Because that is so weird. You know, you have them over for dinner, but you're praying against them. Yeah. I, now I think you're praying for them. Uh, I, I, it's not, it's not, I think I am praying for God. Michelle and I pray regularly for the salvation of our neighbors and for our pardon, along with the others, like the votes and, 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 the Dices mm-hmm. and the McCormicks and all, all of our neighbors and, and some of the folks that, you know, we know are Christian. So we're praying for our neighbors. But at the same time, we know that if God's kingdom is going to come, if they don't turn in time, it's going to be lights out. It's just a reality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm thinking through understanding that, but also it, the psalm isn't it's in the canon. Yeah. But it stands alone, too. It does. In its own right. It does. So let me just say one other thing, because yeah. this is where I think what your I think your comment is super helpful. What if I said to you, um, how do you pray in the moment when your neighbor who is an enemy actually is acting like an enemy? Yeah. And they uh, they do something that's underhanded and you know it. Yeah. What do you do in those moments? So I would say okay. that Psalm 58 is more appropriate. Mm-hmm. when it matches David's angst. So yeah. remember what we're dealing with here is this weird, we don't know what the term is, do not destroy. But the, the but the actual, just the, the wording itself, the way it's captured in the translation says, David, in this section of Psalms, which is not a section filled with imprecation, but it is a section where he's under extreme duress. Mm-hmm. So I would say in moments of extreme duress caused by wickedness, if someone stole my uh, stole my motorcycle, in that duress, I could see myself saying, Lord, you have got to stop this wickedness. Yeah. I might not quote verse six. Yeah. But I might if I like you my might. bike. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I think the intensity is determined by how much wickedness are you being afflicted by in the moment. Now, if you're having your nice, normal work week, you're probably thinking more along the lines of loving your neighbor rather than praying and imprecating. Imprecatory song. Yeah, well, and I, I think we keep you keep saying love your neighbor. Your neighbor is different than your enemy, and in this psalm, that's the enemy. So that's where that's what I think just became a little more clear right there. Yeah, is the this psalm David's dealing with an enemy, someone who's actively sure. in opposition. Whereas yeah. your neighbor, even though they might not be Christian, right, they're not actively opposing you. Right. They're not trying that's to right. shut you that's down, right. keep you from right loving the Lord right. and living out your Christian life, yeah. your faith. If we wanted to make the emotion a little bit murkier. Okay, it's good. Then David, how does he react towards Saul when he has an opportunity to, to uh, put an end to him? He spares him. So you have even with David mm-hmm. facing this, because this is often what you see in the Psalms, right? He's running from Saul, running from Saul, running from Saul, or he's mm-hmm. in the cave. Uh, so even with David, you have this incredible mm-hmm. mixture of, I'm, I'm, honoring, I'm honoring him as the king, Mm-hmm. I won't. How does he put it? Uh, I can't touch the Lord's anointed. Remember, he said even even to touch his. Didn't he cut a piece of his uh, shirt yeah, tail off? That's right. And he said, "I'm guilty. I feel guilty even for that." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like, really? Yeah. The guy's trying to kill you, and you're worried about ruining his wardrobe. Yeah, I know. So Seriously. there's kind of a that's kind of an odd 
I mean, David is conflicted even he in is. his uh, even in his treatment of Saul. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. And so I think one one way that it becomes a little more clear to me, at least in my mind, is or at least uh, maybe it justifies it or makes me feel a little bit better about praying a prayer like this. To we keep coming back to verse six, God break break their teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay, break the teeth in their mouths mm-hmm. is someone who is walking down a path that is in opposition to God. They're 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 on a wicked path. I'm going to ask God to to stop them. Be, and even though that might not seem that might not seem loving, the the person walking down that wicked path is going to leave destruction in it. They're going to harm other people. So the while wake. that like to me, while that might seem mm-hmm. like a harsh yeah. prayer or you even called it a wish, yeah. while that might seem like a hard wish for God to say mm-hmm. God stop, stop them. End. Yeah, knock put them out. Mm-hmm. Um the the I don't know the chaos around them or the destruction that would be in their wake would be less severe. It would be no sparing other people. No from, doubt, and that's the subtleness of it. I think that I don't know. I think so it starts to make sense in my mind. That's that's a good. Not that way. it has to. No, but. but that's a good way to honestly to reason your way, rationalize. This is to say, you, we all know that if you stop the gang, the neighborhood's better. Yeah, everybody knows that. I don't, I don't care what your race is. If, you, if you've ever experienced living, I mean, I remember, I remember being in the inner city in Dallas, Texas, and, mm-hmm. and ducking behind car. I mean, hearing gunshots, uh, yeah. machine gun fire. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows that if the, if the gangs stop, life is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the gangs. But but it, so I, th- I think it is, is true to go mm-hmm. that way. One of the reasons why I was asking a couple of questions I think is pertinent for Beyond Sunday is this whole aspect of uh, the violence that's mentioned in verse two. So uh, your hands deal out violence on the earth. And I pointed to that as that was a description of the wicked, uh, the violence that they're handing out. But mm-hmm. later on, at the end of this psalm, remember, we're identified as the righteous. Mm-hmm. And part of our putting Psalm 58 into practice is making sure that we are the righteous ones. And I think I contrasted that directly with verse two. So remember that what we're, what we're after in our walk with the Lord is I cannot be party to that violence. So I was thinking about, again, this week, check your relationship, all of them. Whenever you have interaction with other people, make sure that you are right in the way in which you deal with those other people. Mm-hmm. So we are the righteous ones. So in order for us to celebrate the vengeance of God on the wickedness, I cannot be party to that now. And so it was a great reminder uh, to me for this week. How am I dealing with people? And am I dishing out violent? I mean, on a scale of one to 10, mm-hmm. I don't care where you are on the spectrum of the violence. Just think about the way in which you interact with all the people in your world mm-hmm. and which type of person are you? And it's a it's an important part of I can't sing this song and say to God, God, break their teeth when mine could be the one. Yeah. So, you know, as righteous ones by faith in Christ, it should be changing the way in which we deal with others Mm -hmm. uh, so that we should not be the ones who are unjustly treating, unfairly treating all of the people in our world. I mean, we know what it's like in our families and at work and and in the neighborhood and so forth. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Kind of, a, kind of a, a a big deal. I mean, there's a reward for the righteous. That's what I want to strive for. Yeah, I don't want the uh, retribution. Uh, no, but that's that's kind of where I wanted to circle back and just kind of wrap things up too. Just remembering that a a Christian response isn't totally like I have no part to play in this. I'm guilty as well, um, and so Lord have mercy on me, which is you know, again, in the Psalms. So clearly because the language, the language at the opening of, of the Psalm mm -hmm. mirrors Romans three, yeah. which we did talk about just mm. briefly. So yeah. the whole human race really indicted with the same heart as these folks that are being uh, judged severely here. Yeah. Yeah. Same heart. So that's why, mm. that's why the transformation for us is let's make sure that we are righteous in our dealings with everyone. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. All right. I'm out of questions. That's it? Yep. Chamber's empty. Good. Cool. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.